Welcome to the Mafia Cult Podcast. I'm joined by Charlie, and we've got special guest Matt from Broken Alloy. Hello, I'm from Liverpool. Us. Yeah, good one. It's begun. <laughs> so uh, this episode is brought to you by Daily Magazine. So if you head over to daily.com and use the code COLT10 with a pointy V instead of a U. Pointy U, sorry, yeah. Instead of the U. <laughs> Then uh, you can save yourself ten percent on your uh, subscription. Should be like Matt. Matt got one today. Yeah, yeah. did get one. I got one today. Did you I use the uh, Did you use the code Colt Ten? I didn't. I used a different code that he posted on his Instagram. <sighs> um... <laughs> Advertising thought... going well for him. Jeez. <laughs> I thought I'd like cheated the system because I did it. And then it said, like, obviously, do this, you'll get the first, like, bundle free, and then you can subscribe. But I did it, it went through to the checkout, and it just, like, paid for for free and was like, thanks for your order. So then I had to message him and be like, mate, I'm, I'm sorry, I think I've ordered something for free, and I feel bad about it. <laughs> and he's like, oh, no, don't worry, like, you'll get an email later on saying subscribe, so. Yeah, that's all right, then. Yeah. You haven't just stolen off him. Yeah, no, that's what I thought. I thought I'd just stolen a magazine, and it's a good magazine, so I thought I'd just rinsed him. Yeah, head over to daily.com, order your, uh, get your subscription. He's got new products going live tonight as well, so they'll be live by the time the podcast goes out. But uh, yeah, into the uh, thick of it. What are we drinking? Lots of Brewdog, a Brewdog Cloudwater Session IPA. Nice. And a... Still not sponsoring us, I don't understand why. <laughs> Especially when I wear this special shirt for them. That's probably why. Yeah, it's a good job they can't see. And then the Planet Pale, extra pale ale, 4.5% as well. Just Brewdog, not a collab. Yeah. I've got Blue Moon. Ooh, with a slice oh, of orange. Belgian white. No, I haven't got any orange. I had lime in, but I didn't think it'd be the same, so I didn't, didn't try it. No, probably horrible. Oh, well, I'm drinking a uh, Vocation Perfect Storm New England Pale Ale. Ooh. It's lovely. I definitely bought it just because I liked the can. Yeah, nice. Yeah. It's good for a podcast showing stuff to the camera. Well, you get to see it. That's what matters. <laughs> How your week's been? All busy, good? busy, busy. Yeah, good, it's been yeah. rainy. No sun this time. My week's it's been really sunny here in sunny Liverpool. Um Apart from yesterday, which was grey and rainy, but yeah, apart from that, it's been like sunshine all week. Hailed here earlier. Yeah. I thought, right, that's it. Back to snow again. April not sleet. making it. April not making its mind up. It's going cold, isn't it, over the weekend again? I know, and I was meant to be having a barbecue, but it's gone to shit. <laughs> was it this week you were ripping up the concrete? I already did it. Holly was like, "Oh, I want. I wonder how hard it will be to just pull up the path. Can you try?" <laughs> and then three hours later, the entire path was pulled up and done. But there was a nice path underneath it, so. There was a nice what? There was a nice path underneath the uh, shitty concrete one. Oh, nice. Yeah. Like time team. Yeah. Anyway, should we get into some news? But callbacks first because Callum's been. Oh, yeah, call- callbacks because. 
I didn't mention one type of beetle because I don't know much about air cooled. I didn't mention a zwitter. Oh. Which is German for hermaphrodite. So, uh, is that you specially researched? Yeah, so a zwitter is a split screen beetle with a oval dash. Oval dash? Yeah, like oval interior basically. Because the oval followed after the split and it's like facelifted all the dash. So it's like really nice inside, black leather. Single glove box. Yeah, with red piping around the uh, seats. Actually, a really nice car. Mm. But well, we made, just forgot to mention it. They only made it for six months in 1952, so why the fuck would I remember that? Because Callum expected you to, and we don't... Well, I certainly don't know enough about air-cooled. Yeah, I don't. But if you're going to Stanford Hall, there'll be at least five switters there, because there normally are. But yeah. So, so yeah, that's... That's that callback done. And then we've got an interesting one. This one's a good one. This is exciting. Right, so was it last week? It certainly was. It feels like so long ago. Because I butchered that um, Falcon tilt. Yeah. So last week I uh, we were talking about car shows and we were talking about how there's nothing like Worth Sea or H2O or anything in the UK. And um, we were talking about how we could probably organise something similar by just basically picking a week in the summer, picking a vague location like the Peak District, and just getting loads of brands involved, get them to organise their own little meet wherever they want within like a sort of 30, 40 mile radius of a place. And Super Zest was super quick to drop his message on Sunday with uh, their interest so that's one brand down so I'm sure well I think yeah nicely leading on there's obviously some sad news is Loco Cars and Coffee's cancelled maybe they'd be up for something I can imagine Loco will be up for it yeah get Danny and Corey to I mean we're talking next year so hopefully Covid will be a thing of the past have you had your jabs yet both of you I'm not that old yeah, but people are having them now. Like some of my mates have had them. Wow. Twelve year olds having them now. Yeah, uh, my mate Cam, he had his at the. How did he get his? Did he just turn up and went no, around. No, he booked in. He booked in at Walsgrave. Oh. Check him out. Yeah. I'm well, not. I'm not special or old enough, so. No, I'm exact same. Unfortunately, I have to keep waiting until it's my turn. It'll be September time, won't it, for us? Maybe a bit earlier for you two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been told that it'll be um, end of May, start of June. End of May? How old are you? 30. Uh, I'm 28, so I'll be around then as well. Fuck off, Charlie. Sat there grinning. <laughs> I'm 12 <laughs> years old. <laughs> I'll go when my mum tells me I can go. I'll wait till my 16th birthday. Uh, it's just funny thinking you're 30. What's funny about that? People have to get older. <laughs> just thinking you're older than my lupo, and it's funny. 
<laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> I thought, I thought we'll get Matt on. You can take the piss out of him for a week. Give me a I break. I said I've been good. I, I've not been too bad to you. <laughs> too bad. Not too bad. Yeah. What else is in the news? Ghetto Works again, bless them. Smashing it. Yeah, the Diamond Hex Shifter, which is... I just love how they're doing something different, especially in the UK market for aftermarket car parts as such. Yeah, there isn't really anything like it in the UK other than, like, the massive brands. Yeah, so it's nice to see that, like you say, they're properly developing products and putting in effort and not just slapping the logo on anything and everything. Yeah. Yeah. I approve. So I'm not sure when we're expected to see it, mind. Well, hopefully it won't take quite as long as the uh, steering wheel because that took them, what, nine months? I think it was around that time, though. I think they've been developing it. Oh, really? Oh, well, I think, hopefully it'll be seen then. Uh, that's an assumption base. That's not, I know. I've seen a load of people are uh, running those Slammed UK gear stick, gear shifter things. And yeah, they've also done fire extinguishers as well, but they're not 120 quid, bless them. Mm. For a fire extinguisher? I think I've it's a, a, I'll just go up in flames. Reds for those. I'm pretty sure, uh, let me just fact check myself now. As... Just, just give me a bucket of water and I'll, I'll be fine. What if it's an electrical fire? Then watch me burn. <laughs> to be fair, if there's an electrical fire, then I'll just watch the car burn. 110. It's a lot of money, but, you know, safety, I suppose. So. Yeah, but then a normal fire, it seems, which is 12 quid from... Oh, well, in that but... case, I'll buy one of those. And, and a then, Slammed UK yeah. sticker and just stick it on. Problem solved. Or, in the money that you're saying, buy a Slam UK sticker, buy a fire extinguisher holder from Amazon. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and that could be as cool as you. What else is in the news? Uh, Candy have uh, got their UK plate holders. They're going live Friday, so hopefully they've not already sold out. That's tomorrow, isn't it? Bloody hell. That is tomorrow, yeah. Time's flying at the moment, honestly. I'm going to try and get one of those, because... White or chrome? Mm, I don't know. Probably chrome. Now, my, my only concern is, is, is over time, the chrome will fall off. Now, obviously, candies are one for quality, so I wouldn't expect it to. Yeah, but there's chrome plating. It's just chrome plating on plastic. It's never that good for durability, is it? Mm-hmm. No fault of theirs or anything. Yeah, but, that's just... Um, I suppose that if it starts to look a bit tatty, you just paint over it in white, don't you? Or wrap it. Yeah. Either way, I want one. It's payday tomorrow as well, so no excuses. Payday today for me. Oh. Lucky, lucky. I know, yeah. Spent That's why you were visiting your Mark III then? Uh, nope, that was just to pick up my child. <laughs> <laughs> then following on, Candy's obviously doing... Some more corduroy coloured caps. Did I I've... spot green in that little uh, collection? You certainly did. I'm a sucker for a green hat. I, I think you'd suit a green hat. Green yeah. corduroy. 
it uh, neutralizes my ginger beard. But then the brown one would suit you as well, because then it brings out your ginger beard. Yeah, it just make me glow. <laughs> I don't want that. Blends in. Yeah, well, I'm, yeah. I'm lucky enough that my hair's no longer ginger. I don't want to cover it up with a ginger hat, so I'll, I'll be going for the green. The navy's really nice. It's, yeah, it's a, they're good colours, aren't they? Yeah. In that photo, though, I want to know whether that beige fleece that's underneath it all is also a future candy product that he's teasing. Well, he's done. He's teased fleeces. Well, yeah, he? but I want a I want a beige one. Imagine Ask that him. with a nice corduroy dad hat, like a proper granddad. A cool granddad, though. You'd have to wear your vans. You slip on vans with that. I don't own slip on vans. I'm too much of a dad for that. They're too hip. What's your footwear of choice? As I mean, it, it is vans, but. I just don't have slip-on ones. <laughs> it's the same, but with laces. Yeah. I'm uh, all about eras in the uh, winter and then authentics in the summer. Oh, he's Fucking got his BW Crocs. Unbelievable. They are such shocking shoes, but... So comfy. I know. I feel like they're like... It's like cool to own Crocs now. Oh, they did so comfy. My missus bought me them for Valentine's Day. It's because they put flames on them. They made some crocs with flames on and that was it. Yeah, yeah, I've seen those. They're so worth it. They're a bit hard to drive in, though. You have to have them on speed mode with the things down. (laughs) Speed mode. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. Anyway, back to the news. Uh, Touched on the green of started teasing their new location. I, I don't know whether they've actually said where the location is, but... Do you know? I do know, but only because they sent out a trader's email thing which had all the information about it. Can you type it in? Uh, I mean, they've shown photos of where it is, so... It did look familiar, but I just couldn't put my finger on where it was. Well, a lot of people were assuming Bista, but it's not. Yeah, yeah, because it looks like the Her- Heritage Centre. Yeah, fuck it. It's Duxford. So it's bloody miles away. Right. Oh, it's it is, isn't it? Marks. It's a cool name, though. <laughs> what, Duxford? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all that counts. Just a nice cool name. I mean, it's the old RAF base at Duxford. Oh, my God, that's ages away from me. Especially. I mean, yeah, it's even further for you. Not Blackpool, is it, Charlie? But, uh,. Yeah, 13th of June. Tucked on the green is now tucked at Duxford, I guess. Am I going? I mean, I put it in my uh, calendar, but... That's going to be a mega couple of weeks, that is. 13th of June, and then um, Players is the 18th... No, no. 19th and 20th. And then 27th is Broke Boys at the Farm 4. Yeah, so that's which a, I can come to now. Yeah, so that's a mega weekend. In fact, I need to buy my ticket. I've got one. F- yeah, buy one just in case. I was going to say I've got a spare in case Holly can't make it. I'll buy one right now. 
and then add it to your Apple Wallet. Are you attending that, Matt? Was that I am. The one? I've got that, in my, uh, got that in my Apple Wallet. Oh. And I see the official post has been released as well. You've not seen oh, that. No, I've clicked on the wrong bloody thing. Went on stores. Um, Should I follow on with Mr. B-roll, bless him? Yeah, you carry on with the news while I buy a ticket to a show. So, speaking to Josh and B-roll, and he's obviously been teasing quite a lot that we've got some new hoodies and jackets coming. And it's safe to say he's bringing back shell suits with a turquoise and purple jacket. He's going for a retro 80s kind of vibe. Nice. And then the hoodies is going for a retro tattoo vibe. So I'm not going to say too much more about it, but watch this space for B-roll. And obviously he's got new stickers coming as well. And also sausage roll holders for you Gregs. They're mainly just for me and you, aren't they? And for him. Well, yeah, but he'll he'll ruin it with like a vegan sausage roll, won't he? That's true. The thought of those actually makes me gag a bit. Have you tried one? Yeah. Which is this? The vegan sausage roll? Yeah. yeah. They're really nice. Oh. Oh, get out. Who are you, <laughs> who are you trying to impress? Steve. Where's Steve? Yeah, you <laughs> yeah Steve, if you're listening. That was just for Steve, was it? Yeah. <laughs> they I are actually them. really nice. Oh, I'm, I'm disappointed, Matt. All yeah. the sausage roll, none of the grease. Yeah, that's the grease number. that makes yeah, Greg's good day. Yeah, like when you get it and you're like, yes, that's that's going in my arteries. <laughs> <laughs> that's one minute less I'll live. <laughs> yeah, but the satisfaction of eating like a proper sausage roll. Like, I've tried the vegan sausage roll, they're just, they're just not the same. But each to their own. There we go. Yeah. Broke boys at the farm. <laughs> Ticket added to my wallet. Ah, oh, lovely. Yeah. Yeah. We've got also, if you're listening now, which will be Sunday, next Friday is Frank's £5 Friday. So Frank at Constellation Chemicals, he's not said what it is yet, but there'll be a £5 car cleaning product. Yeah. And for once, Charlie actually remembered to tell us not before, not after the event. Yeah, but this is only the second time he's run it. Well, yeah, but you still managed to fuck it up the first time. So 100% of the time. Yeah, 100% of the time you have failed. But now, 50-50. Yeah. (laughs) Welcome to the life of Charlie. (laughs) (laughs) And then finally in the news, I actually released new stuff. You did. How's the season desist going? Uh, Burger King have not been in touch. And <laughs> currently, I have uh, nearly sold most of those stickers. So it will no longer be an issue in, hopefully, not too much longer. Until they start popping up on people's stories and uh, tagging Burger King. I mean, I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> It doesn't Let's... matter though because the damage is done by then. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you've they, got they, the money; it's fine. They could ask for uh, damages to be paid. Yeah, but if you take them off your website, then and just say, oh, "No, I didn't make those." It wasn't that, me. That's true. It's just a fan account. Just denial knowledge. 
It's Mackie Tom, not Mackie Cool. Yeah. It's fraud. Yeah. Uh, there's lots of new stuff on my website. And I might yeah, even put some more stuff out. I think you should. I think. Why not? Yeah. Got some uh, cult members only stuff going up. Uh, so I might give the public some more stuff as well just to soften the blow of the fact that they can't buy the uh, members only stuff. Can you do racing gloves yet? Uh, nope, because I'm not making that much money. I already know one of the designs that's a good one. Do you? Yeah, I feel like I can't say it out loud. <laughs> we can always beep it or keep it in. Uh, it's the old, uh, the old blue and yellow Swedish company. Oh yeah, they'll be in touch with a cease and desist. I'm oh, sure. of course, yes. <laughs> Those the Swedes, are... they're they're appearing again. Leave we had the them Swedes. last week. Yeah, leave the Swedes alone, Charlie. I didn't say anything bad about them last week. I had to... You wrote them in. You were ready to slag off Liverpool, and then you instantly went from Liverpool to slagging off the Swedes. Oh, I didn't get a Sweden Norwegian mixed up. <laughs> yeah, all right. News away from the scene. Go to Germans. <laughs> you what? With Volkswagen. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, BW are planning to accelerate plans for decarbonisation with 40% cut on CO2 emissions by 2030. You know what they're going to do, it. don't you? You know what they're going to do? They're going to lie. And have another scandal. <laughs> yeah. They're not going to do that. The only way they'll do that is by, well, they said on each car. So it's not even like they can do it as like an average. On not 40%. On each car. Every single car has to be 40% less. That's not going to happen. No, and then bloody Honda, at the same time, was stopping combustion engines entirely by 2040, which is a bit of a shame. All those VTEC lovers are going to be pretty upset. And this one's going to upset Steve. Lotus. Going fully electric, yeah. Basically, I started reading, like, trying to find some news that was not normal car scene news. I was like, electric this, electric that. It's all fucking electrics. And then um, I uh, found that Hennessy's building a 1,012 brake horsepower Dodge Ram TRX with seven seats. I thought, brilliant. (laughs) Dodge yet again. Everyone else is going electric. Dodge. Well They're done. actually offsetting the electric cars that are being made. Yeah, they are. I, I think it's great. I think they are definitely keeping global warming going in America. Dodge and Hennessy alone. That's brilliant. I want to move there. Imagine, though. <laughs> imagine a thousand brake horsepower in a pickup with seven seats. Family day out. Getting there quick. I mean, it's not even going to be a family doubt. It's going to be a bunch of American <laughs> hicks, all wasted, going shooting in the woods with a thousand brake horsepower. What could go wrong? Yeah. Like, there's going to be a lot of those written off very quickly. They try to drive like Ken Block. Oh, I see what you're doing here. You are all about the uh, segues, aren't you? Yes, so, I am. Ken Block's announced that he's. Uh, completing the rest of his 
um, American Rally Association season in a Subaru. Kel surprise. However, the thing I'm actually interested in is the fact that he's doing a uh, East African Safari Rally in a 911 Safari, which is incredible. Uh, yeah, that's quite impressive. I mean, I've, I saw a photo of it. It looks pretty good. I mean, he's done a garish wrap on it, so it's kind of ruined the uh, niceness of a 911. But at the yeah, end of the day, he's doing yeah. a 5,000-kilometre race in Kenya, so it's probably going to look pretty ruined by the end of it anyway. It is the oldest style of safari, isn't it? It's not the new. Yeah, it's nothing new. No, good. It's Although I did see that Porsche are um, creating an actual safari. Yeah. From but factory. It, it doesn't look as good. Well, no, because they've raised it like two inches and just put slightly bigger tyres on. They haven't really done much. Yeah, it's... It basically looks like a Porsche that someone's bought the base spec model of, and so it hasn't got, like, performance suspension on. (laughs) Steve will probably put steels on it. They'd put those rotor forms on. We're not talking about rotor form. They're 18 inches. I I purposely left that out of the news because I didn't want to just... Slag them off again. Steve would put them on his Porsche. And I have a slight confession. The reason that I'm not slagging them off anymore is because I found a set of wheels that I really wanted on my Audi and their rotor forms. So <laughs> uh, I'm just going to be really nice about them now and hope that they uh, just gift me a set. I'll, uh, I'll advertise them just as well as I advertise David. You poor man. What do you mean, poor man? You've changed. Can't believe you you going to the dark side. I'm a sellout, okay. I I don't care. I want. I just want some bigger wheels. 18s look too small on my Audi. Yeah, I'm in the same. Won't go for 20s. I know a bloke who's trying to put them on his Skoda. (laughs) 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 I mean. I think we've got one more bit of news and then we should uh, maybe start approaching car history. But the last bit of news is important because it's free Lego. Who doesn't love free Lego? If you go and buy Top Gear magazine in Tesco or Sainsbury's right now, you get free Lego. We could have advertised it better. Could have got a free McLaren. What? I'd rather have free Lego. But this, this case, you get free Lego McLaren. So you get both. You get the best of both worlds. Yeah. Yeah, nice little 83-piece set. 83? Where, where did it do it in Tesco's or Sainsbury's? Or? <laughs> where, where did you I see I mean, that's it? literally what I've just said. Yeah, Tesco and Sainsbury's. <laughs> the only two places that are selling it. So you did? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. too busy buying beer excitedly. When you go into Tesco's, do you not go down the uh, toy aisle and just check what Hot Wheels they've got? Yeah. Beer, toys, get distracted that I'm holding beer. So then it's like, do you put... You're doing do it the wrong do, way do, around. Yeah, yeah, but then do you leave your beer near the Hot Wheels where the kids are going to go? You're doing it the wrong way around. What you do is you go in, you go straight to the Hot Wheels section, and then once you've picked out how many Hot Wheels you've got, you know how much money you've got left to spend on beer. Yes. I mean, I, I went and bought some Hot Wheels the other day and I definitely spent more than I thought they were. 
because they were definitely labelled up wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I go straight to the magazine section. And just I don't go magazines anymore, though. It's oh, a Top Gear one. You, you've literally just been talking about dailies, and then you said... <laughs> No, I mean no, in, 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 in like in supermarkets and stuff, yeah. Yeah, but no, nine times out of ten, I don't buy the magazine. I just stand there and kill time reading the magazine. <laughs> then by the time by, by the time I'm wondering whether to get it, I've read ninety percent of it, so I was like, no, this is pointless. So I go. The only magazine I ever buy is a uh, Built magazine, which is a custom motorbike magazine. You don't even own a motorbike. No, I know, but it's so good. It's loads better than any car magazines that you can get in Someone, Tesco. My mate recommended me a magazine today. What was it called? It's like the rat race or the road race or something. Can I get in Tesco or am I having to go online for this? The road rat. It looks really good. He sent me a video just like flicking through it. Is it, is it one you can buy easily? or? I don't think so. I think, it's, I think it's pretty pricey as well. It's like 60 quid a year and you only get one a quarter. But it's like, it's a thick magazine and it's like very, like very good. I mean, I'm up for a new magazine, so I might have a look at that one. What's Ooh, it called? The Road that, Rat. The that's, Road that's Rat. a good looking website. Oh, oh, mate, like the magazine and the photography looks insane. Like the actual layout of the magazine looks amazing as well. And the first page you see is three Porsche 911s stacked on top of each other. On like a cocktail stick. What more can you want? Sign me up. Three Porsche 911 stacked on. Do you, do you want me to? Uh, there you go. I think oh, I've gone you... on the wrong bit. <laughs> I'm not seeing that. Order today, issue seven. Individual the first copies. page that I saw was some bloke in a check shirt. Uh, if you go on the roadrat.com and then the, the head banner, if you flick along, it shows the latest issue there. There's Lewis Hamilton with a. Oh, yeah, I see that, yeah. <laughs> Al Lewis Hamilton. A singular Lewis Hamilton. It's like a scouse. <laughs> you can be a scouse. No, you can't. Yes, you can. You can be a scouser and a scouse. No, you either are scouse or you are a scouser. No, you can be a scouse. <laughs> it doesn't matter though, because you're not. So it's fine. Yeah, you've proved yeah. that. You've come on here. This is the only reason I came on. I can I can switch off now. Yeah, you only came on just to tell us that you were actually from Bolton. Yeah, <laughs> land of heroes. How did you land of like heroes? Bolton? What heroes are from Bolton? <laughs> uh oh. Oh. Um. Yeah, we've got Amir Khan. He's a twat. We've got. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry, but he is. Did you see that thing that came in, oh, in the news the other day about how he uh, no longer cheats on his wife because he's grown up? Yes, yeah. What a dickhead. What a lovely man. Oh, oh no, yeah. What oh, a lovely man. Oh, you're such a great guy. Now you no longer cheat on your wife. <laughs> what a twat. See, he only did it in the first place just to do this. It was just a publicity stunt. Ah, right, okay. Yeah, he yeah. just wanted to boost his street cred sort of Peter 10 K. years down the Paddy line. Guinness, Max and Paddy. Same people, but you know, great series. I mean, yeah, all right, I'll give you that. Is that it, though? Is that as far as... But he struggled to think of people. I mean, you shouldn't have started with Ame Khan, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) No, because they can only get better from there, surely. Yeah, but I just wouldn't... You've already set, like, a bar for what a hero is in... (laughs) 
Matt Bolton. <laughs> Knocks people out and cheats on his wife. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's Bolton. <laughs> How was the Bolton impression? That's what How was, oh, your Bolton impression? Right, go on, do it again. I'm not doing See, my ac- my accent's not strong, though. Like, I don't have a strong Bolton accent. When, like, my mates who are from Bolton have got, like, just, it's just Peter K. To be fair, your accent is pretty uh, toned down. I think it's because you've got that uh, Scouse coming through. Yeah, there's a Liverpoolian twang <laughs> in there. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we quickly pop into what we've been watching this week with a new episode of Juicebox? I love Juicebox. Yes. Uh, honestly, I've watched so much Juicebox since you introduced me to it. But episode four is so good. I just love it how they just go up to... Like, if you went to a garage in the UK, you get told to fuck off or something. So over there, it's like an absolute passion. I mean, I think a lot of that is to do with the fact that they're going to garages that are based around car enthusiasts. Yeah, but even... They're not just like, going to, like, quick fit. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, like... If we um, went to... No, but like, it's not like they have VW specialists in the UK. They were all AE86 specialists or... Skyline specialists. Like, I agree that they were going to specific garages, but like the attitudes over there of how welcoming they were weren't like the same over here. That was really good English as well. Yeah, like obviously they're going to the ones that suit their passion. And I think if you went to UK ones, like there well, could are. Could you some... name some? Like, I, I, I was, I was thinking like this. I couldn't really. And then you'll say to me, like, oh, yeah, but look, off the top of my head, I couldn't think of. What, like UK ones? Yeah. Well, it's like HR Auto Works, uh, Coal Hill Customs. Uh, I'm trying to think of some others. But there, there are like in- proper enthusiast-owned run garages in the UK. Uh, yeah. And I think if you went to the level that they've gone to plan a trip, and like delve into that kind of culture, you can yeah. probably find the same in the UK. But I know Not, what you mean. Yeah. Like, yeah. the UK isn't anywhere near as friendly. No. But then at the same time, maybe if like, a bunch of German people came over to the UK and went to a load of VW specialists, they'd be different. Yeah. Okay. They'd be greeted differently to if like you walked in the UK. Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> to... this, this is reserved for special events only, so you, you don't normally catch me in this. <laughs> <laughs> Just dressing to impress, are you? Yeah. So yeah. Sort of... Honestly, definitely yeah. watch Juicebox episode four because uh, yeah, it's it's amazing. It's, Some of the garages they go to from episode one to four. Yeah. Yeah. What else have you been watching? Um. So. Obviously, I asked the court members for some recommendations, um, and the, re- the most common was Gears and Gasoline. So I was watching today. Um, from what I gathered, I think I need to go back and watch some more episodes. But he was K swapping his Honda again from a K20 non-compliant race engine now to a K4 or something. I, I was watching. I was watching up, so I was part watching not type thing but he was making his engine recompliant 
and he was then dynoing it to see if he'd gained or lost horsepower. But what was interesting is, is on the engine that he had built in his car before, he'd lost 28 horsepower within 14 months. And that was just down to fuel and weather conditions, which is, I think it was 240 brakes. So he'd almost lost, well, he'd lost over 10% of his horsepower from when it had first been mapped. Really? Which is nuts, just because of the weather and the petrol. I didn't realise it would affect it that much. Yeah, see, that's, that's what I found shocking. But then it, uh, some cars are mapped to like 99 octane fuel and stuff. Mm. Which is, well, some people get it mapped to like 97 octane because it's more easier to get. Going from one K-swapped performance car to another, Mike from Stanceworks... Oh, I, don't, I, I, I don't know whether you've been watching any of his videos on it, but his Ferrari's now on to, uh, as he put it, race car shit. And it's looking unbelievable. That right. does look amazing. The um, colour as well. Is he going to say that colour? I don't know. I don't know whether he's mentioned the colour, but uh, he also did a really nice uh, little uh, new baby photo shoot with his uh, turbo. The other day, there you go. That's him with his uh, new Garrett Turbo that's going into his car so that he can get a thousand brake out of a K24, which is going to be ridiculous. But yeah, again, another great thing to watch on YouTube. I'm enjoying watching those. I think Juicebox trumps all of them, though, in all honesty, by far. As like a little uh, sort of documentary series. Yeah, definitely. But build thread wise, I'm obsessed with that Ferrari. Is it? It's an F40, isn't it? Or I? No, it's a um, oh. 308. Who's building the F40? I don't know who's building the F40, but I'm interested. Mm. Find out. Let me know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll move on to the grilling of Matt and finding more about broken alloy. The grilling. That sounds. Nice. Who are you? What do you do? What's your sort code? What's your account <laughs> number? Mother's maiden name. First pet's name. Oh, Merlin. Oh. Is that your you first pet? pet? No, it's not my first pet. It's my first, like, me living on my own pet. What I was mean? Merlin? Uh, Merlin's my dog. Merlin's the reason I've moved from, like, the Lexus to... Tragedy of a Pajero to the Skoda. I can't believe you don't know about Merlin, to be honest, Charlie. Have you not done no, any d- background research? No. no I, was just, I was just going so that listeners could get a bit more background on Merlin, like what, what breed. He's big dog. Oh, he's a greyhound crossed with a Saluki, so he is a big dog. He's only seven months, but he's, he's massive. He's pretty lanky. Yeah, he's lanky. Phil's <laughs> a Pajero. <laughs> he's got an Instagram hasn't he he has has I mean I'm not plugging my dog's Instagram no I'm going to plug it <laughs> long dog Merlin yeah. <laughs> all one word yeah no one follow Broken Alloy if everyone could follow my dog that'd be yeah. incredible yeah Broken Alloy is done we're now following long dog Merlin any stickers and merch will now just have the dog on it um, nothing car related. 
I mean, Did the yellow pink panther relate to Merlin in any way? No, that was done before Merlin. Was it? Yeah, that was that was ages ago. That was like I think that was like first lockdown or second lockdown. It's a while ago now, isn't it? Thinking about it. Oh well, yeah, I mean, it took a couple of lockdowns to get to print, didn't it? So, um... <laughs> and I still missed it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you had all that time. That's fine. I've got, I've got a collection of broken alloy teeth. So, yeah, you've got one on now. Yeah. Is that the, it's the thirty? Uh, yeah. It, uh, is it E thirty Pars car? It is. Yeah. Have you seen his? Oh, um, mate, new build. So good. Which one? The what's he built? It, it, uh, what is it? Is that the little BMW. Yeah. Let's go on it. Oh, right. Yeah. The uh, 700. Yeah. I thought it was a 700. On a beetle so, floor. Yeah. So small, isn't it? Yeah, because it's the same as uh, John Ludwig's, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. yeah, it's cool. I like it. But they are so small. Like, honestly, the most ridiculous looking car in person. Oh, I've just seen his story and he's Matt clear coated it. Fancy. It looks very good on top of like the patina. Oh yeah, I like it. That's one to get some photographs of. It's just oh, I just can't wait for shows. I'm so ready to see some cars in person. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I started Broken Alloy in February last year and I didn't go to a show with my camera because there weren't any shows until the first lockdown so all i've done is take like roadside cars i mean your content's still pretty good considering they're all roadside cars well i've just started well i think like do you literally just take your camera everywhere you go well three or four of them are my mate tj sells classic cars like he's got his own like little dealership um dolan classics on instagram amazing stuff um so I drove over to his, you know, in that like little break we had between like, was it first and second lockdown where they were like, eat out to help out, go and see everyone, do everything you want. And then we're like, shit, we've, you don't we fucked up. Yeah. During that, I drove over to, uh, to him and got a few pictures of his cars and he had some amazing stuff. Um, but then, yeah, apart from that, like the E30 M3, like it's when, when I've had stuff done on my cars, I always take my camera because I know that like, Say if like it's a new garage I've never been to, they're probably gonna have some like a couple of cool cars outside waiting for work or inside waiting for work. Yeah. So that's always a good opportunity. Um but yeah, apart from that, it's like basically walking Merlin, I just take him on like a few different routes and hope I see a car and like I've just come across a few nice bits. So Did you get any oh sorry, Tom no, no, okay. weird looks. Uh, I was um Camper, have you seen him? I've uploaded like a yellow uh camper, like yeah, is that a few weeks ago. I, I've seen that because that is literally like two seconds away from me. I used to drive past that all the time, um, and I always wanted to get pictures. One day it was like dead sunny, so I was like, oh, I'll just walk over, I'm not working today. So I walked over and started taking pictures of it because it was just like at the roadside. Then I heard this like banging behind me, there's a woman in a dressing gown at a window, like just staring at me and then a husband comes out asking me what I'm doing but then he turned into like 
the friendliest situation ever where he was just like gobsmacked someone was like giving his car the attention because he was just like a middle-aged bloke who bought it as a camper van like he was just he was in a band with his mates he used to go to he goes to festivals in it he takes the family on holidays with it he's never posted a photo of it anywhere online he doesn't like he was like asking it what it's for and i was like telling him about broken alloy and stuff i was like oh, it's just like a little like thing i do and he was like all oh, right i don't have instagram and i was just like this is cooler than anyone with a like a good build because this guy's done it for himself for like actual reasons of using it. Yeah. Was yeah, it a West or was it a like panel van? Was it a wedge top? Like did it have, was it proper camper or was it like more of a panel van? It was a panel van, but then he'd slowly like converted it. So he had like the door panels and stuff were still off, but then he was like buzzing cause he was like, Oh, you know, the outside yellow, like the inside's going to be that color soon. I've got this plan for it. And he was like, I'm going to like, cut this wood to fit there and blah, blah, blah. Like it was just such a DIY project that he was just doing in his spare time and he was in no rush to do it because he wasn't building it to show off for anyone. It was like it for was, him. It was pure. It was like a, a wholesome conversation with this bloke. But then it, like, I didn't take any pictures because I was stood chatting to him for like 45 minutes and it started like, went from sun to hail because it was like December, January. And I was like, oh, well, I guess I can only keep these like four pictures and just walk home. And Merlin didn't get a walk. Merlin wasn't with me. Merlin was at the stage then where he was so small that he was refusing to go outside if it was like slightly breezy. (laughs) (laughs) So with Broken Alloy, did you start it just so that you had somewhere to post your photos or was there more kind of thought behind wanting to start a brand or? Uh, it It was like, it was a combination of things where I wanted somewhere to like do, I wanted, because I'm, I'm a freelance graphic designer by trade, Well, but at the time of starting, I wasn't, I was working at, um, you know, Size, the footwear retailer. Yeah. So I was a graphic designer there. And it's just one of those, like, you'll get it where you're doing work for your company, but you've got all this like outlet that you want to do designs for. Or, like you'll see something and be like, I've got an idea for this, but like, what the fuck do I yeah, no one to do it for. I have nothing to make it for. Like I could make a sticker, but who's going to buy a sticker? Um, so yeah, I was I was doing bits of like thirty five mil photography because I just point and shoot with like me and my girlfriend going on holiday and stuff like that. Um, but most of the time, like when I was on holiday, we'd get the reel back. Ninety percent of it would be on, like of cars that I found on holiday, and then be like f- like five percent holds together. <laughs> um, so it's like, oh, I might as well put this all together and do something on Instagram just as basically a distraction. Yeah. I mean, I'm obsessed with Broken Alloy. The thing is, like you say, it just captures what you want to see. And it's not like you're going out of your way to capture content as such. I think as well, part of like... Because like, especially over lockdown, there's obviously been that temptation to be like, oh, I could just sack off 35 mil. I could just walk down the road and take some pictures on my iPhone and like, I'll have like seven pictures to upload. I can do like one, bit, one photo a day for a week sort of thing and have content. But then I don't want it to drift away from the fact that I don't really, I'm not doing it for like, I want to ram home like, images into people's face and like get like likes and reactions and stuff like obviously it's very nice when people do like and comment and share and stuff and it's like amazing to just 
like chat to people that are into cars through this like that's another reason that like i started it where like it's like we were saying earlier when you were like it's not gonna get exposed for not being in the scene like <laughs> <laughs> i'm not i'm not, like i'm more of like aesthetics and design with cars like i would wouldn't know what i'm doing working on a car like i've tried to work on cars and had like Jack stands crumple and fall on me and like just everything go wrong. And I was like, I'm just going to stick to designing pretty things and taking the pictures of the corners of cars. <laughs> Using that to pay for your repairs on your cars. Yeah. Paying for repairs on them and paying for getting bored of them within two months and getting another one that loses money. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we delve into a bit of your car history then? Shall, what have you, what's your, what's your, what's your favorite car that you've owned? Favourite car I've owned. Um, I had two LS400s. I've got such a soft spot for those. Like I wouldn't have got rid of my last one. I just needed a bigger boot and more room. Like I basically wanted like an estate version of that. It it wasn't a dad car. It was a dog car. Like I just wanted somewhere where like Merlin's little crate fit in. Like he could jump in and like sit, and we could go on like big dog walks and stuff. And it was just like a sound car, but also was like a fun car. But uh, oh man, I loved that Lexus. Like the second one, the first one I had uh, got written off. The bloody police car chase went into it. Like I was sat waiting to turn, and then this guy nicked. Mercedes, but like what? What are like the huge four by four ones? G wagon -wagon type thing. No, not G wagon. It's like the um, but like just one of those massive four by four. I know what you mean. The 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 ones that are more rounded. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they're they're basically ninety nine percent of them are silver. Yes. One of those, like obviously, was he was coming down my left hand side, but I was in the only right turn lane, like waiting for the filter. He was like smashing it down my left hand side, obviously to get away from the police behind him because he was in a stolen car. He then went to turn right in front of me because like the bonnet of the LS is just so long. He obviously misjudged it, just took the front left hand side of my car off, like pulled the wheel out, like smashed into the engine and then just drove off. Like his car was like still drivable and fine. He just drove off and I was just sat in the middle of the road. The police then had to stop because... They said that he was then going onto smaller roads. So because if they chased him, that would make him accelerate more. It was then putting people in danger. They stopped yeah. to help me right, and then just let him get away. And they updated me like a month later and were like, yeah, we never got that guy. So and I was like, nice. <laughs> so what did, you, did it go through as your claim? I'd like to say you can't really claim on his insurance. Yeah, what do you do with insurance on that? Because surely you can claim on the owner of the car's insurance still. No, I can't. I couldn't claim on anything. Like I got this is the thing. It was like a weird situation where I couldn't claim on the guy who nicked the car because they didn't know who nicked it. I couldn't claim on the guy whose car was stolen because it wasn't his fault. He had nothing to do with it. They were like, "Yeah, you can't claim on." But this surely car. that's why you've got insurance because if your car well, gets stolen, you then this, you? but the car, like I bought that LS for like three and a half grand. Like it was such a good one. It was like low miles. It was a two thousand, so it was like the top like. It was perfect. The interior was insane and everything. And I got like 1200 back. Like, oh my so God. Stupid. And the car, or is it you could well, buy the car like, back and repair it? Or you oh, so this was the mad thing, right? So the car was battered. Like it was leaking all over the road. It had to be towed uh, to the flat where I was living at the time. Um, and then my insurance were like ringing me and were like, oh, like, how's your car? 
And I was like, well, <laughs> you know what the car's like. I'm ringing you, telling it's like written off and it's like battered. Um, they'd got like the police report and were like, oh, apparently there was like debris and it was leaking on the road because of this. It's an electrical um, fire hazard. So that we have to take it tonight. So then at like half 11 at night, this was on bonfire night, like two, two years ago, um, a removal truck like came and got it. And I was like chatting to the guy who like was driving it. I was like, am I going to be able to buy this back? And they were like nine times out of 10, they'd probably just say to you like, you can't have it back because it's like that badly damaged. So I was like, oh, fucking hell, fine. So I went through all this like rubbish of like trying to get a better price and all this ended up getting like nothing just accepted it and was like right i'm just gonna have to move on this is happening um and then after like i'd got like another car about three months later some polish bloke messaged me on facebook and was like yeah i've got your lexus i've fixed it i was like what do you mean and he was like i bought it in an auction um in poland and i was like what do you mean he was like it came what? up for sale. I had no idea how it has got there. But my so car, what, it was in Poland? Or it, was in, it was in Poland. Because then he was like, I've fixed it. It's running. He sent me a video of it with the number plates on, like my old number plates. He'd found my name on like the V5. Like, he got, like, got my car, wanted to sell it back to me for three grand. <laughs> and then was like, oh, if you pay another 500, I'll get it imported back to you. I was like, what, so I have to pay the original price for my car that I've just lost like three grand on and I know it's been written off before and you've dodgily fixed it. <laughs> I was like, but I, he wouldn't tell me how he'd got hold of it. He said it was an auction, but he didn't say who held the auction, how it had got to Poland. So summit has gone on there. What the hell? But there is that auction site though, isn't there? Like, um, going a bit off topic. Like, it's cropping off on my TikTok again. Is there's an Irish bloke who buys insurance um, write-offs, but like they say, is that they can't inform the owner. So he's like, he's doing a golf R. Is it the golf R had been stolen? Yeah, and been classes written off because he'd been in a he'd rear-ended someone, the the bloke who had stolen it, but they couldn't inform the owner of which insurance site it was on, and he was like. I'm buying this, and the owner's messing me up. That's my car. I want to buy the car. That's mad. And it's like, it's just mad how it works. I mean, I guess they need to be, they need to do something with the cars after them. They've taken them off people, but shipping them to Poland, that seems a bit. This is, how did it get to Poland? Was it actually in Poland, or do you reckon the bloke was like, I just want an extra 500 quid out of you? Or, did it look like Poland in the videos? I mean, the guy, the guy was Polish, like, because he messaged me on Facebook. I went on his profile. He was like definitely in Poland and was like speaking in broken English. Like, he was Polish in Poland with videos of the car. I mean, <sighs> that's insane. I've sold cars to scrapyards before and definitely seen those cars on the road again. <laughs> So maybe they just sold the insurance company sold it to a scrapyard and they auctioned it off. Yeah, I mean that's the that's what I presume that it was like. Obviously, insurance wiped the hands of it and just gave it to like highest bidder of scrapyards. They got it and just thought this is actually fixable, fixable in the right hands. Which I suppose I, if it's not in the UK, then it doesn't matter, does it? Yeah, yeah. As if that's he tried to sell it back to you, though. That's mad. 
Oh, but it, at the same time, it is a little bit of a nice gesture. Like, if that was your... It's a nice gesture. I mean, but it is. It I is guess so like, it if it is. was your pride and joy and insurance have written it off and taken it away from you and he's offered it back to you. Yeah, that's true. I mean, That's nice. But then to ask for <laughs> three and a half grand <laughs> when he's clearly bought it for like 500 quid, probably spent... <laughs> 20 quid on some chain to tie it to a tree and throw it in the chassis <laughs> and then just bind whatever radiatory head lying around and then charge you 500 quid to import it yeah we got a polo engine in it or something <laughs> LS 1.4 valve <laughs> no don't, don't give the luxury of a 16 I just have an MPI <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, what what other cars have you had other than an LS four hundred that ended up in Poland? Um, the first car was a one point three Yaris, um, and then after that, I got a yellow A three, like a two thousand and three A three. But going from like the one point three Yaris, and this was like a whole two liter TDI, I felt like I was the fastest person on the road. <laughs> <laughs> Like I did, I did nothing to that A3 other than it was just battered. So there was like so many bits that needed fixing on it, and it was rusty as anything. But like I loved that. I've, Audi interiors are so good. Like you'll you'll know this with like your new car, which is a lot newer than the the yellow bad thing I had. But they're just so. I mean, well- you say it's a lot newer. It's not that much newer. It's <laughs> only a '58 plate. So. I mean, yeah, but you've got you've got like. It is an S line, so I get like half leather seats and stuff you like that. You get luxury. You you, you get spoilt in that car. That steering wheel's amazing. It's nice. I've touched it. <laughs> <laughs> so your car history doesn't scream car enthusiast, other than the LS. Mate, I had I had a Renault Spark Clio. Come on. I mean, that, yeah, that but it, it's still a bit sort of all over the place. Yeah, Aris to Audi to Clio Sport to LS four hundred to Mark three Golf E thirty six. Yeah, E thirty six. Yeah, when E thirty six just screams, I want to drift it and tap it into everything you can. I mean, that's what you'd do with an E36, Charlie. Not everyone buys an E36 and wants to crash it into a wall. It's a new wrap every week. <laughs> <laughs> Just around a lamppost. But, yeah, your car history is a bit all over the place. Yeah, I mean... I'm trying to work out what it is you like in a car. <laughs> Four wheels, mainly. <laughs> Just straight, or can they... Can they be Something that drives you somewhere. <laughs> Because well, we've got the Pajero. Oh, yeah. well, I just get I get bored of like the car I'm in, and then I do this thing where I'll get bored of the car I've got. I'll get a new car, and then I'll look back at the car I just had and be like, "Oh, that was really nice. Like, why have I, why have I done this?" I mean, you don't need to talk to me about that. Yeah. That's, how, that's <laughs> why I've owned so many Mark Three Golfs because I I buy Mark Three Golf. I'm like, yeah, I'm bored of this. I've I've done Mark Three Golfs. I'll buy something else. And I'm like, oh, no, but I just really miss a Mark III goal. So I just go on eBay, try and find one for under 200 quid. And I'm like, yeah, I'll just buy that. That'll do. 
I'm backing a Mark Three goal for you. I nice. fear I'm going to end up like you one day, Tom. What with Lupo's? Yeah. Well, your Lupo parts stacked yeah. up. Every... I mean, a... you're shipping all your uh, rare loot off all over the place now. So uh... yeah, there's a pretty one of one spoiler back there. It's it's, it's sad. It'll be like you with that bloody rare bit, but we won't get into that. We'll go back to Matt and his weird and wonderful cars. Let's talk about his Pajero. Yeah, and how... No, what I think more broadly is how he manages to lose money on every car. Wow. I mean, you didn't lose much on the Mark III. Oh, no, the Mark III, I lost like 50 quid on, but that was more like... I found it on Facebook for 400 quid. Uh, It was locked down. And it was it was running, but without an MOT. And it was just an easy project for someone who knows nothing about cars. I could basically do all the fun aesthetic bits with none of the engine bits, which was amazing. Yeah. Did it pass through a legitimate MOT with emissions? Yeah, yeah. Like, it was fine. It had, like, an advisory for, like, a slight bit of rust. That was it. But it was it was it was good. That Mark I mean, III. it is a Mark III. Like, if you didn't have some rust somewhere. Say, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I wish I wish now I'd kept it because I didn't really I didn't really lose any money on it. It wasn't costing me anything. I should have just shoved it somewhere and just used it as like a fun little play thing. But yeah, I needed well, when I bought. So I had the E36. I always wanted another LS. Another one came up. There was a 95 to so the pre facelift, which I always thought was nicer looking anyway. Um, one of those came up on eBay obviously being on eBay I couldn't just wait around on it so I bid won that but then I was like I had the LS and E36 and the Mark III outside my house which was taking up a fair bit of room because the LS takes up like the room of three cars anyway yeah I was going to say so yeah I just needed to get rid of the E36 and the the Mark III but they sold within two days, which was amazing because no one was buying that Mark III. Like, I was putting it on Broken Alley. I was putting it on, like, my design account. Like, I was putting it everywhere. No one would buy it. It was 600 quid for a, a like, a nice Mark III. But then Tom thinks that's 600 pounds too much for a Mark III. I mean, that's I, think, three Mark I think that's III three Mark III's, yeah. yeah <laughs> but then at the same time, like, for someone, look, it's a good first car in reality. Oh yeah, honestly, like, I don't think a clean Mark III isn't worth that money. I think it's, it's, it's worth market. that money all day. I'm just one of those people that will sit around and wait until I can find one for two hundred quid. Um, yeah, the Pajero. That was that was because that was Merlin coming along, little baby Merlin, um, and I just wanted like another itch for something completely different. So I had like the LS, which was lowered. And then I wanted the absolute opposite, which was like an old 4x4 that was just like jacked up. Um, found a Pajero that was imported in like 2000 and... 2000, what am I know? It was a 99. It was imported in like 98 or something. Um, no. It was imported in 2005. It was a 99. And the guy I was buying it off was like, it was under sealed as soon as it got to the country. It's had all this work done, blah, blah, blah. It was like COVID. So he was like, oh, don't worry about like getting the car. I'll drive it to you. It was like three hours away. So he was like, oh, at least you know that like runs and everything. Like it's in really good shape. Like he sent me loads of videos. I was like, oh, this looks amazing. And then he like, on the day of bringing it, 
he like kept stalling and was like, oh yeah, like I can't bring it now because I've got this job on, I'm doing this, doing that. Eventually brought it over at like seven, eight-ish. So it was getting like to dusk, it was pretty dark. So then in like actually looking at the car once it was outside my house, you've got that like new car buzz where you're like, even if it's got three wheels, I'm buying this because it's just, it's in front of me and I'm clearly going to buy it. Yeah, but, um, how I buy every car. Yeah, exactly. I just get like a kid in a candy shop and I'm like, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get this because it's new. Um, but yeah, checking it all out and stuff, it's obviously just completely black underneath. It ran like ran fine. Like it sounded great. Everything was like sound on it. Um, but after about a week, it sounded Did like... Did he drive it to you? Or do you think that it got recovered to like a close block? Or... This is the thing that's mad. So like loads of stuff happened with it that I didn't really explain to the guy who then eventually bought it off me for a lot less than I bought it for just because it was like battered. Um, he then came over and was like, did this happen? Did this happen? Did this happen? Blah, blah, blah. And he asked like loads of questions and he was a, he teaches like auto mechanics at uh, university I won't say which, just in case he doesn't want to be like named. But um, he was like, "Did this happen? This happen? And this happen?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah." And he was like, "Oh, mate, that's a well-known scam in my area." He was like, "Those like this guy's clearly like followed these exact lines." And he was like, "Has the MOT been done after this certain time?" Blah blah blah. And it like, without me telling him about the car, he knew everything about the car. He was like, "Oh, I bet this bit's rusty." And I was like, "Yeah." And he was like, I "Bet this bit is." And I was like, "Yeah." And he like checked the whole thing out, and like it was just a scam like a complete scam but like i think i've just been very lucky with all my previous cars because this was the newest car i bought for ages all my others have been like absolutely sound like obviously like a bit of rust in the arches and stuff but nothing bad i mean not the build it's like seeing the cars you were looking at not like, obviously you're like i'm getting a new car in the, the chat that we we're in and he's like i'm looking at this and we we're like oh that's awesome like, i can't remember what else you're looking at but it's like, it was between the Pajero and something else, wasn't it, at one point? It was a Forester. Yeah. I was looking at Foresters, which I should have made the leap into Foresters because I now have an estate anyway, so I should have just done that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but that Don't be that guy who oh, sells dodgy cars. What it done? It had just gone like fully rusty underneath. He just really badly welded it together and then undersealed it so that you couldn't see anything it was just black so then obviously within a week the exhaust fell apart the petrol tank when he delivered it was on like like an eighth of a tank i filled it up like after having it for a few days and it just piled onto the floor and i was like ah well this is this is sound and it had like a leak midway down the petrol tank so, so he'd just been keeping it probably like yeah, a yeah, yeah. oh what yeah. a bastard but yeah. i was yeah. like, obviously real time when you were talking about it it was just like the boat's an absolute arsehole oh mate yeah like, it's, oh. it's not even one of them where you know you, you kind of like cover up a few bits when you're selling a car because you're like they can deal with that it'll be fine yeah it's all yeah i've lived with it for six months you can live with it for six months it's nothing on that scale it's like yeah, you can't this, drive this car. This is <laughs> that was a death trap. Like, fuck me. If you don't, like you say, if you, the situation again happens with, like you got wrote off again in a police chase and the insurance came and looked over your car, they'd have gone, this isn't safe, this isn't roadworthy. No, to be fair, I could have said it happened in the crash. 
years of rust and then some undercoat. Yeah. <laughs> I hate I hate when I crash my car and someone underseals over the wall rust. Yeah. <laughs> it's a recruit bloke, he did it. He did it. It wasn't me. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, it's alright, because you've now got an ex police car, so you can join yeah. in with the chase. I've got like a proper dad car now. Skoda Superb. Wow. It does look like you you'd feature in Hot Fuzz too. <laughs> <laughs> it's um no it's it was mad because while the Pajero was like off the road I was driving my fiance's Fiat 500 which is obviously massively different to anything I've owned but driving something where every button works you don't worry about it breaking like halfway down was just insane it Wait, was... she's got a Fiat and every button works. Yeah. <laughs> That's rare, isn't it? On it. Mate, it's, it's bomb-proof, that car. Honestly. Is it a white 500? It's cream, actually, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't get a white one. They're all cream. <laughs> was that weird, like, minty colour? Yeah, that's true. They're two colours that the Fiat 500s come in. <laughs> white, no, it's off-white and turquoise. And you, you, and the pink ones, you see a few of them, but they're classed as rare. Oh, there were, someone used to have like a, I think it was like a Gucci edition one at my old work. Don't oh. fear 500. Don't, they release them in like seasons. So you can get like a... Like spring, summer. Yeah, you get like a spring 2021. And it's <laughs> like, that's the colour collection they have that time. Like, like it's some sort of fashion accessory. Well, your sugar daddy's got to buy you a new car every now and again. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, um, that's not digging it. So email. anyway, talking about these uh, Fiat 500s, what's your uh, dream car? Dream B- car, bucket list cars. I mean, an E30 M3 is just up there, and always has been up there. Like it's just unbelievable looking. Even if it didn't have the performance that it had, it's just beautiful. But to drive one, when you see videos of people driving those. Like, so good. So, so good. But then also, Ansia Delta. They Ooh. are... I mean, there's a bit of a theme here. Boxy, 80s, round headlights. Well, yeah. I mean, who doesn't like that? <laughs> I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah fair enough. My, uh, well, my mate's got a Lancia Delta and he took me for a ride in it. And... It's just insane. Like they sound ridiculous, mate. It, it was like nine at night down country roads with no lights on them. It was just so good, so so good. Like, what engine yeah. have they got in them? In a Delta. Yeah, it's a two-liter Fiat twin cam, which sounds ridiculous. But honestly, that car—it's a bit like. Um, like one of those iconic sounds, like the yeah. uh, like when you hear like a Spitfire plane fire mm. up, it's like an iconic engine that you can recognise. Whereas that Lancia just reminds me of Group B rally videos and things like that. Ridiculous. It's a yellow livery, isn't it? I mean, or it's got yellow in the livery. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure, yeah. There's quite a few different liveries on it, but uh, 
Yeah, they are beautiful cars. If you're not going for like performance, though, you know John Ludwig's Tires of Century. Yeah, that is just insane. Like so good. I feel like that's like a uh, slightly more mature LS four hundred though. Yeah, I mean, I I love a huge boat like. And yeah. That, that's like the ultimate boat in it. I feel like Japan's so diverse with its cars. It's even key cars or bloody barges. Well, yeah, yeah exactly. Between. Well, there's a lot in between, but like, yeah, but like they literally nail every single category. It's all about function, isn't it? Though it is, but this car's got to do this. This car's got to fit in this square meterage, so we'll build a Nissan Cube or a key car. Yeah, but then they'll also be like, let's build a Lexus LFA that sounds absolutely ridiculous. Mm. So what got you into cars? Is it just something you liked from being a kid? Is it... I mean, I think it's more... Is it friends, parents? I think it's more just because obviously being a graphic designer, I just like nice looking things and cars like minus the engine and nice looking things like you don't have to you don't have to be a mechanic to to look at a car and be like that's gorgeous yeah like, i think that's more of a thing like if you saw them as like an art piece in an exhibition i see them as more like a really that's like, like like broken alloy i think i've posted one recently of like the new style of that m3 where it's like an actual full shot of the car just because like I like taking photos where it looks like a poster or a nice like, angle of the car or a detail rather than just like a full shot of the cars because I feel like it gets very like repetitive as well. Yeah, it's more of a aesthetic thing than Yeah, yeah, which is like about one of the, the actual car broken alloy. Like I wanted to like make nice posts that weren't just car 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 car. Like it might be just a headlight or an exhaust or a detail of a wheel or something like that. So it wasn't just hammering home cars at people. What's yeah. the backstory behind like obviously there's the little standard blurb as such you put on each post or mm. as in on the image. Like is that just your thing that you like to do? Or is there a meaning yeah, I mean, behind it or I like like with like design projects I do for my main like career sort of thing, I like making Instagram posts look like a poster in itself rather than just an Instagram post. And as soon as you add like a logo at the top, a bit of blurb at the bottom, you get this like movie style feeling post where, and also if it's cut off within the, like the boundaries of Instagram, cropping things to square on your feed, it doesn't really matter what you put top or bottom because it still looks, it. Yeah. yeah exactly it still looks clean in your feed which is a, i find it mad when some people put like their logo on stuff and it's like half cut off when they like post it or they put it on purpose above the like cut off at the bottom and stuff but like massive <laughs> yeah i think yeah i think i bet it gets to you more being your job than it would to me and tom is it one of those niggles that you see oh no it gets to me too but then i'm a designer too. So. Yeah. yeah, I was just gonna say Tom's got the same job as me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it definitely gets to me. But like I know exactly what you mean. Like yeah. your posts you could quite happily have printed out, put in a frame. 
I mean, it's nice of you to say, but I, I honestly don't think, I don't think my photography is amazing. I think it's the, the fact that like, I don't know, it's 35 mil. I've tried to do the branding nicely, which is like, I feel like a lot, there's, a, there's so many amazing photographers on Instagram that you want to scream out, like pay for someone to do your branding. Cause you could be like incredible if you didn't like, I don't know. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like when you see some, someone that's got so much potential, but then the branding and stuff like that just lets them down. I think I've tried to do it the other way where I know my photos are incredible. So if I just egg up the designs and stuff around it, it will hopefully elevate the rest. <laughs> yeah. It seems to be working though. We've thought, when, when you, it was February last year. Yeah, I think it was. Let's see when, see when my first post was. Cause I was doing originally cause it was 35 mil. I was doing it with like the white border. So it was just like the full image was in there. But then halfway through, I was like, there's no point posting on Instagram when I'm using 30% of the, um, the actual screen that people are seeing. Yeah. 5th of February was my first post on it. Now what, what followers do you see? So now you're close to 4,000. No, no, I'm just over 3,000. Which is amazing. Like, it's, yeah, I didn't think it'd grow past a couple of hundred that were just friends and family <laughs> being like, <laughs> mate. <laughs> so, th- yeah. you talk about like all these other photographers that you think they could do so much better if their branding was on point. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna ask you to name a on. Don't worry. <laughs> but yeah, not, we're not are, brutal. <laughs> are there any? Are there any brands? photographers out there that you think are doing it exactly right like are there anyone that you see as kind yeah, of inspiration um they're really good um great podcast as well so um, <laughs> um have you do you know karuma yep over in america i think they just like they nail it like in terms of like someone i look up to as like a brand and just things they do like they seem to just get a design that they want to do and put it out and like they even their youtube like blogs and stuff you can just tell it's like a group of mates that are doing it for like the passion of the cars and stuff and they just seem like a dead chilled sort of brand all the yeah. design works amazing um it's from like a skate background as well so it's like you can tell that though with the way they post yeah, definitely like it's just the stuff that they put out is mad like it's so good um but yeah then uh john ludwig he does some great stuff like obviously he builds amazing cars but like governor's club and now he's got ludwig's garage isn't he that he's like recently started which is also well he's kind of rebranded everything under one umbrella yeah but like his stuff's always just very well done and put together is that um, yeah. him though or is that a proxy? Yeah, I don't know. So, John Ludwig's got, well, he's got his laser cutting business, which is Night Laser, which is yeah. now under Ludwig's garage. Um, and then he had the podcast, which is now under Ludwig's garage, which is now Ludwig's podcast. Um, God, what was the other thing he had as well? But yeah, he's. Governor's Club. No, Governor's Club's still its own thing because he said it kind of just runs itself. Yeah. But um, yeah, he's basically just rebranded everything under one umbrella. And I think it's 
clearly working for him. Like, yeah. he's, he's another one that's made the most of lockdown and stuff. And yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think a lot. I think lockdowns really helped a lot of people to be created properly. It's kind actually, of forced it as well, out as well, hasn't it? Like you're stuck in your house. Like, how can I get this out? Well, yeah, you haven't got shows and things to provide you with the content to keep mm. posting, so you have to put in that effort. Yeah. But, I was yeah. roll hard as well. Roll hard, I always nail it. Yeah, agreed. I've still not released a show. Are you gonna get, try go to the show, Matt? At Bista, that's a really track for you. Yeah, this is the thing. Like, I, I don't know. This is not too bad because you can do M six, M forty. Yeah, yeah, I might do. I mean, I'd love to because it'd be just nice to see those guys and stuff. And like, it looks like an amazing show. Tom swears by it. Does it become above players for you? No, players classic will always be the best. Oh, I've got a bit of players update as well. Have you? Yeah, talking to some of the cult members. I've got a guy's uncle who sorts me out, bless him. You got yourself a pass so you can show your loophole well, off. <laughs> yes, but I've also got extra. I've got another I've got another Saturday. So I've got two Saturdays and two Sunday products passes. Mm. But obviously, is this you uh, trying to sell one? No, no, I'm not going to do that on this podcast. We can, we can. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to. Yeah, I've got. I think um, Josh Blessing wants one. He said, um, speaking to him, obviously he's still working on his podcast. Bless him. Um, obviously, he's big props to him. He's moved out. Um, Bought himself a house, or no, renting himself a renting, house. But pretty fair play to him. Um, and he said, oh, I'd rather be next to you than wise, bless him. So I think he's having one off me. Yeah, fair enough. But yeah, that's what's looking great. It's, I mean, yeah. have you, oh, I'm oh, a massive fan of texture bumpers, and now he's got his texture bumpers back on. <laughs> Big fan. But I'm, I'm looking forward to it being all kitted out with the RS kit. So. I'm going to quickly. Give Be you good to see. You may want to. Um, oh, where is it? Where is it? Come on. So, talking about shows, what shows are you uh, planning on going to, Matt? Um, going to Eurosport as Culture Shock. Um, got tickets to that. Um, Broke Boys got tickets to, which I know you've just got a ticket to yourself, Tom. Yeah, you see me there. Actually watched you buy a ticket. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they're the only two shows I've got tickets to so far. There's always um Joe Tatton Park up here. Yeah. They always have like tons of shows on which I always go to. They've got like the Stars and Stripes American stuff. They've got like classic shows on. They've got modified shows on. So there's always those. I've only ever done the VW show at Tatton Park. They seem to do one like every weekend over summer. Like there's so many and you can literally just walk up and go to one. Is it free or is it like you have to pay? For no, it's not, it's not free, but it's very cheap. And there's always like an auto jumble on where you can just route through everything for about seven years. Oh, you know the way to got, our heart. Got me with an auto jumble. <laughs> is it cheap yeah, up, in, up in Liverpool? You are sorry? Is it cheap? 
It's not in Liverpool. And also, why... That's Park's near... It's almost Leeds, isn't it? No, it's like... Uh, it's like altringham Nutsford way, isn't it? Like Manchester-y. Cheshire. Yeah, How Cheshire. Cheshire. Between Warrington and Stockport. What's next for Broken Alloy? Uh, I've seen we've got the golf tees there arriving soon-ish. Yeah, Who knows? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that was that was great doing it too with uh, with you. That was the first one. I, well, I've only done like four t-shirts to be fair, so it's not like I can uh, shout that. That was my twenty-fifth t-shirt. Um, but that was the first one doing one with someone. So maybe like it'd be nice to do a few more like collaborations with people, and just other brands that like I respect and like and stuff. See see what happens there because I've never like. So I was saying before, the whole point of it was like, if I've got an idea to design something, I've got like an outlet to do it. So whenever I have an idea of a t-shirt or something I want to do, I'll just do it at the time. And then I shove it on merch anyway. So I don't really have to wait for uh, printing times. So it's oh, yeah. fast. And that design suited us both down to the oh, yeah. so Down to a T. Yeah. Ideal. Hopefully it arrives. I'm hoping it arrives Saturday because it's bank holiday Monday, isn't it? So it's not going to arrive Monday, and I can wear it on Sunday. No, oh, even Sunday. What's... <laughs> Nothing. I just want to wear. It. I just. I, I feel like you're uh, expecting too much emerged here. Yeah. <laughs> no, the LS the LS four hundred one was actually like took the money out, and then like, two days later he's like, "Here, I think I got it before Matt," and it's like. No, I've got mine, it's, you've not got yours. And he's yeah, like, oh. we're at it though, isn't it? Because the Yellow Panther tea was like a month wait. The yeah. LS400 tea was two days wait. So I don't think there's really a set rule for it. Um, I always get messages on Instagram after about a week of the tea finalising, being like, where's my t-shirt? And I'm like, ah, I don't know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's not on me, it's on merch. And then obviously it is an awkward situation because... I should know what's going on, but I, I I don't control the printing. I just do the design and hope it goes well. I mean, this E31 that I've got on, that yeah. was pretty quick, but the one before that was your... Well, it wasn't a Broken Alloy one, was it? It was uh, your Spooky Club one that you did for Halloween. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that took forever. I'm pretty sure I got that, like, the week before Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> See, if I'd have done a Christmas t-shirt for Halloween, it would have been perfect. Yeah. yeah that, that Spooky Club t-shirt took took a good while. Like, I had mates that bought it and stuff that were like, mate, uh, I'll do this on Halloween. Um, I think I messaged you about it. I, <laughs> I think that's why we started talking. Oh, it's because of that t-shirt. I was like, where the fuck is it? Yeah, I was actually, that was my first scan. No, no one knew. <laughs> so, leading on from that is... Uh, what type of car brands do you follow, or like you've got? Like, do you see like specific brands that you'd like to design for in terms of the car scene? Um, or are you just more of a you see something you know like, you follow like, everyone? And, as in, like, have I got sort of people that I definitely want to work with and design for? Yeah. Uh. Not in, not in particular. I mean, there's obviously those big brands up there that I'd obviously one day it would be amazing to do stuff with. You get like like Karuma and Rollhard and people like that that obviously 
everyone would want to do a collaboration with them because they're just like such cool brands. But yeah, I think it's just like anyone whose brand I kind of like and like, I don't feel they're very try hard sort of doing stuff just for like put a half naked girl on it and put your logo on top of it and put it on a t-shirt and it's done. Like I feel like that's just shit. Yeah, <laughs> not design, is it? That's sort of the thing we discuss Supreme, like just off the cuff yeah. one day and it's like, but from what it was to now. Yeah. I mean, Supreme, <laughs> Supreme rinses people and it's almost become like a piss take that they can release like a brick and charge whatever money for it and get that money. I feel like they sit there and they think, what, what can we get away with next? It's not so much that they're, <laughs> they don't care. I think they care to the point where they're like, oh wow, Charlie's holding up his bouncy ball. A Supreme, ba- why, why would you make that? Supreme are clearly sat there thinking some mug is going to buy these Oreos I think these if we make them were, red yeah, and put a Supreme a logo one. on. Like, what are you going to do with Supreme Oreos? They're going to go off. Either. But yeah, they still sell second-hand. Like, people are buying Everything. second-hand Oreos <laughs> for hundreds of pounds. <laughs> Everything meetings just become like a game of dares where it's like, who can, who can win? I think it's sort of coming that way with this may sound a bit fancy, but it's like you can release gold bum back and sell them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, wow, heavy hitting. No, that, that's not I meant did, as a dig. I did though. try and price those to a point where I wouldn't sell any. Yeah, it, that we did have a conversation before releasing that. What is the most you would spend on one? And you're like, you know what? I'll put it as this end. Yeah, I think we literally had a conversation. Like, yeah. what's the most you'd spend on this? Like, maybe a tenner. All right, I'll double that, and then and no one's going to buy them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fair play to the people that did. I didn't want to make them, but I had to. So, yeah. Did you make them, or did you like? How did you go about making them? Did you have to source a gold bum bag? Oh, he did. He had to source yeah, a gold bum bag. I sourced bags. gold bum bags and then I uh, heat transferred my logo onto the front of them. I find it impressive that you do your own stickers and merch. I mean, that's like o- only recently. Like, yeah, but that's like, that's like a level up in it. Like I'm doing like merch because it takes the whole pain of that out of it. Whereas if I wanted to step it up, I think I would have to start printing my own t-shirts and stuff or at least ordering the stock in. I mean, I used to do screen printing like eight or nine years ago. Yeah. And I wouldn't mind doing that again, but it is massively time consuming. Uh, at least with vinyl cutting, I can set it up. I just cut whatever I need. Yeah. And then I cut it. It also means that I can do bigger drops of stuff without having like that collateral damage of. I'm going to spend 200 quid on new stickers and then sell three. So I think it gives you freedom as well. Like I think for you, when you got the vinyl cutter... The like, amount of shit I've cut. Yeah, <laughs> I, honestly. Like, I can do this, this and this. And I, I'm not sure whether the Burger King... Was, I reckon you should have done that. But I think you'd been a bit more cautious to whether... I'd never have paid something. someone to cut yeah. the Burger King stickers. <laughs> Especially but, in the colours that you did, like the bloody red and yellow. Oh man, honestly, 
Two colour stickers are doing my fucking head in. <laughs> I'm just going to order a few more easy. now. I'm literally just... sat there like moving letter over onto the right one. There's a lot of hard work that goes into this. But... See that? Buy Mackie Coat stickers because they're all handmade. With yeah. love. With love. I'm looking at my uh, podcast. I didn't make those. Ah, that's awkward. We had to source it. We, we could. I, I can't create... print stickers, but I can. Actually, static. Have you? Have you framed that, or have you actually it's stuck it on your pinboard? Isn't it? Yeah, behind my Mac is just like tons of stickers and prints and stuff, and it's uh, it's up there. Mine still peels off. I've, I'm convinced I'm useless with static. You got it on your car. I've never known someone struggle with a static sticker. It literally wants to stick to things. It doesn't. If you like spray it with a bit of water. I did that. that. Uh, honestly, I messaged Tom. I, Tom. I messaged Tom. <laughs> he literally did. He messaged me like, what am I doing wrong? <laughs> I think I sent you a video. Like, <laughs> it just stuck to my fingers. It would not. <laughs> there is literally old ladies out there running like their favourite radio station stickers that are just static stuck to the inside of their back windows and they can stick them on. Just because they're old, they don't lose their static. They're going to loop though. Honestly. Uh, I'm trying to think if we've got any more, st- any more questions. Or have we interrogated you enough? There's just the long-term plans. Yeah, what's next for what, Broken Island? Yeah, what, what's the goal? Like, what's the point where you think I've made it? Uh, iPhone photos, daily posts. I've, I've made it. <laughs> I'm stood in my mansion, yeah. all my cars. Uh, I don't know, because there was there was never really like a goal to start off with because I didn't expect it to like. I know it's not grown tons, but grow as much as it has, and it like seems to be going all right now. But I can get in three thousand followers in just over a year. It's pretty that's, good. That's really good going. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it is. It is good. Um, It'd been really nice to one day hold like a little mini meet and stuff. Um, that'd be cool. UK yeah. worth to see next year. Yeah, oh, cool. join, join the fun. Come on. I'm so up for, so up for that. Yes. Oh, okay, man. another name added to the list. When is it next year? I don't know. Oh, that's really yeah, that's that's that next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just 2021. I mean, I've got 22. my 30th and my wedding next year, so I can't really miss either. <laughs> Honeymoon week. Yeah. <laughs> what <laughs> look more than a week of car show with yeah, drinking, cars. And... Your future wife will absolutely love spending a week going to uh, car meets around the Peak District. Merlin would love it as well. The Peak District. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's, that's our only my team, honeymoon, I spent a week in Devon in December. So. I bet that was nice. Yeah, it was good. It was dead. Like, no one around. However, I did realise that everywhere closes in winter in Devon. No restaurants open, no shops. It was awful. It was awful. It's like trying to find anything to do. You see, no, that's Cornwall. I was going to say, you see Cornish pasties. Yeah, no. You can't get those in Devon. They spit on them. Um, but yeah, in terms of future Broken Alley, I just, just see, where it, see where it goes. I mean, it'd be, I'll have so much more content and images once shows just start coming up again like i'm so excited to go to a show with my camera with just tons of rolls of film and just like see what photographs come out of it because obviously at the moment i'm going through like 
hardly anything because I'll like see a car, take like half a roll's worth of pictures of it. Whereas if I can go to a show, the amount of cars just just sat in front of me that I haven't had to seek out on someone's drive or I haven't had to like <laughs> walk 10 miles to like stumble across. It's almost too good to be true. Um, but yeah, I mean, hopefully it grows a bit more once there's a bit more variety on the page and stuff. Because I seem to, I think I showed you a while ago, like nine out of 10 cars that I see seems to be red. So I'm just trying to avoid posting like constant red cars on the page because I've got so many. There's like a Mini, an M3. There's a Hillman Imp that's red as well. There's like... Your Mark 1. My own Golf is red. Like so many, so many red cars. They're the fastest colour. They're the best colour. It is the fastest (laughs) colour. The angriest, fastest colour. You just want to get out in the wild with your camera. It would just be nice to like... As well, obviously, this included, we've never met in person, but there's so many other people that, like, just through Broken Alloy that have, like, chatted to me on, like, just photos and, like, messaging and stuff that, are, like, I've started talking to, like, regularly about cars and about, like, design and stuff that I know they're going to, like, a couple of shows I'm going to. There's, like, others they've booked in. So actually meet people in the flesh is going to be insane and be like, oh, yeah, like, you're that person. <laughs> Yeah, it is weird like, the amount of people you end up knowing Yeah, that you've never met. Yeah. Like I said, I just can't wait to get back to a show. and Just, just see cars and people. Yeah. yeah. And... I'm really excited to do wear a Broken Alloy shirt at a show. <laughs> I think what's going to... I think one thing for you that would be quite humbling is if you see someone wearing a Broken Alloy t-shirt, Oh, mate, I'd be so... I mean, it'll probably be me, because yeah, I literally sorry. wear nothing but broken alloy at the moment. <laughs> but, but you know what I mean, honey? So if you see that in the spur of the moment, oh, that's, mate, uh, you've got, that's got to be one of your... Th- like... Yeah, that's that's definitely, like, on the bucket list for broken alloy. Like, seeing a, a complete stranger, either with a sticker on the car at a show, or wearing a T-shirt, or anything like that, would be amazing and I would take a full roll of film just of that person. <laughs> right, shall we uh, wrap it up a bit with, uh, I've got some feedback from Holly. Do you want Holly's feedback on last week? Yes, please. It's quite short. Is it good? Have we been good again? Um, yeah, no. It's, it's not great. <laughs> what have we done this week? What did we do well, next week? You haven't done anything. I spelled irrelevant wrong. <laughs> on uh this week's on last week's podcast bio she's checked and apparently it's a key stage three word and she now wants to see me after class what about mamma mia um well i changed that before she uh, yeah but the stories still said what's it matter it's a shit film anyway you still spoke the shit film wrong well either way you're obsessed with it and it's an issue Um, at the moment the next part of this feedback is about you, Charlie. Apparently your language skills are just as bad, so I don't know what you've said in it, but she didn't go into that much detail. The, the best not we don't, because it really end up being five paragraphs worth. Um, the next bit is a bit of news. Makia Cut and Sew t-shirts are coming soon, because she said that she can help me sew some dodgy t-shirts. Nice. So, uh, can there we go. Can you give me a Hawaiian t-shirt? Nope. Please. You don't need encouraging. Um, 
Then she asked, why aren't I going to Broke Boys? Because she didn't know the reason. She does know the reason, but I'm going to Broke Boys now anyway, so it doesn't matter. Um, and then she says, I'll try harder this week to give you some bad feedback, Charlie. But then that's not true feedback, is it? That's just trying to pick fault. Well, if there's fault to be picked, Charlie, then she'll find it. Uh, yes. Um... So yeah, that was her feedback. And then I've also got a couple of questions. And yeah, and Matt's got some questions. Yeah. Oh. Oh shit, yeah. So uh, we always manage to bloody forget this. I know, yeah, we always just (laughs) say goodbye and then we're like, oh shit, questions. But uh I think it's about time someone asks our fave builds at the moment. So this is going to put us on the spot. There are three cars I really want to see in the flesh at the moment. One of them is Kurt's four-door R34. That colour is incredible. Can't yeah. wait to see it in person. That's, that's the blue one, isn't it? Yeah. That's insane. Um, the other one I want to see is uh, Jackery's 350. That's been getting a lot of attention, especially if it took me to neat footage. Yeah, and then the other one is the car I actually posted on uh, Mackie's page today, which is uh, I like BMW's E34, freshly painted, bagged, BBS RF. It's red, so it will go nicely on the broken alloy page. (laughs) That's more of a maroon though, isn't it? Yeah, there's a slightly different shade of red. Yeah, Yeah, I'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> but yeah those three cars I really want to see um, and then build wise um, I'm mainly just watching Mike from Stance Works 308 what about you guys I, I want to see what um, George is going to do with that Mark 4 Golf the GWF 666 Oh yeah, four isn't it? It is. Yeah, crazy yeah, camber, some uh, lots yeah, of clear lights just, and stuff. Yeah, just seeing he's always built nice cars. Yeah, and he I saw in his recent post he said he's finally got off, off axle stands. So, I guess that means it's driving or drivable. I mean, drivable. After his MX-5, drivable. I mean, even his E36 was surprisingly drivable. And then, obviously, following that is um, Joshua's Honda Legend. Just when Matt said about tucking wiring looms and stuff, like the amount of effort that he's gone into. That looked insane, doesn't it? I was going to mention that because it looks so good. Yeah. He just knows how to build a car right, and I don't know what he has in the morning for breakfast to... He put like a <laughs> had that, but like, put like a carousel out. It was like yesterday or today of like how it's going, and it just looks so good. It's just so right as well. But that like, and oh. that and Jack's three fifty Z. Like, I really want to see that car. That was like, you know, when there's like a car when you're a kid. It was like three fifty Z and Subaru Impressors that I was obsessed with. So that that that's a big one. Yeah, it was always the. Uh car that I got in Need for Speed with a 350. Yeah, exact same. 
So, yeah, I'm excited to see that. You see how dishy the wheels are, and just everything about it is just... That's on the three. Oh, there's also... What's it called? With the the bagged Mercedes. Is it Nick Holroyd? Seen that? Is it the old Mercedes? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maroon. Um, Is it maroon? No, it's like a um, it's like a champagne gold sort of colour. Yeah, I know, I know the exact one you mean. Yeah, it's Nick Holroyd on Instagram, but instead of an O on Hull, it's an X. Um, he has that NH Automotive, which yeah, some amazing wheels as well, and other stuff. But he used to have the he used to have the Beetle as well, didn't he? Which was like. That was insane because I saw that fitted like two years ago. That was amazing. Oh, he sold that, didn't he? Like, re- yeah. Was that during the first or second? He sold it recent-ish, didn't he? Yeah, because this Mercedes is pretty new to him. I think like he's only got like six or so posts on it. But the, oh, Beatles, no, yeah. the Beatle was so fucking good. Like it was in- insane. But this Mercedes like equals that as well. It's like if that's at a show, we're going to be taking millions of photos of it. It's just gangster, that is. Yeah. That's just... It's just another massive car. But, right, again, it's not... It's like The wheels and everything, it's not like in your face, is it? It's like, Yeah, it's really nicely done. It's just done right. Talk about goals for Broken Alloy. If one day it paid for air ride on anything... That, would... <laughs> <laughs> that is the dream. Oh, yeah. Knowing full well that whatever you've created is just paid for... Some air. <laughs> yeah, no, that is a very good shout. I I don't think I've really uh, paid much attention to it. I, I've I've been looking through his posts. I've liked most of them, so I've definitely seen this car. But <laughs> until like you made me go on his Instagram, I I just yeah, beautiful car. Yeah, really, really nice. And then uh, my next question is literally just for you. And uh, I feel like there's a backstory to this. Luca asks, how long are his nips? What? (laughs) I mean, Luca is just a strange friend of mine. (laughs) There's literally no backstory to this. I don't have extendable nipples. Um, you sure? Oh, yeah. Lou Kirk is probably high. Asking. <laughs> <laughs> so you think he's finding this funnier than... That's fine. Oh, yeah. You know what you... The thing is, you've just made his day now by saying this out loud on the podcast. So That's uh, fine. So he's won, really. <laughs> <laughs> One nil. What were what were the uh, questions you got? Um, I got two saying thoughts on the UK car scene, but as we were saying before, I'm imposter to the UK car scene because I've never really been involved with it. Um, I've I just... find that shocking. Like, look, I mean, from... I've always been to car shows, but I've just never like until Broken Arrow and stuff. I had like accounts followed and stuff, but I've never like. Just kind of yeah. kept yourself to yourself. Have you been to a Barry meet? No. Oh. 
You don't want to go to a No, I think shit. he does. No, I think you he... don't. You do. you just got to do it once. Tom, so dragging you to one if we take Matt with us. I so fucking... Take the kids' day out. You can have I the child harnesses. Oh, let's go and stand in a Wix That's car fun. park and listen to some Focus RS Limited bash. See, yeah, no, no it's, just, it's, it's just, yeah, it's a bit of shit, innit? Just standing around with the McDonald's and seeing some pop and bang maps and... Oh, wait, there's food involved, I'm there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah of course you have a McDonald's. Yeah, it's actually like Bermuda. Vegan sausage rolls, so... <laughs> oh, yeah, don't want that. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, Greg's isn't really open that late at night normally, so... Um, B-Roll says what got you into graphic design to start with um, I don't know it's just one of them where I always liked art at school I was always into computers and playing like video games and stuff so like graphic design is basically a combination of art and computers um, did that then I, went, I actually went to college and tried to study law because I thought it's just, you know, when you're like younger and you're like, what profession's going to make me money that I could like do? Then I realised I hated it at A-level, so quit college and restarted doing B-Tech graphic design. Did B-Tech graphic design, went to uni, did graphic design, and there's not really another job you can do if you've focused your life into just one subject. <laughs> Don't know what you mean. Definitely not <laughs> stuck doing graphic design. <laughs> <laughs> It's true though. Like, what do you what do you do once you've got a, de- like a qualification in colouring in? Right. Oh mate, like my brother did. He did like media study, um, film media studies, and his options are infinite because like you can go on to do anything from like copywriting to like doing stuff in TV to like aerospace, like random stuff. Whereas graphic design, you can't you can't just go into anything else. You just boxed yourself in, aren't you? Yeah, it is true. The good thing is, I like I really enjoy my job, which is a, a very fortunate position. I suppose you have the benefit of being freelance in that you can kind of pick and choose what you want to work on as well. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. I mean, I, I've enjoyed being employed, being a graphic design, being being a graphic design. It's like ask, <laughs> it's like ask house. See, see. <laughs> Um, graphic design (laughs) and a singular graphic design but um yeah uh it is like i made the leap into being going freelance like i think it's like eight nine months ago now and it's just gone touch wood so well which has been really good um also means I don't have like the worry of people who are being told they're starting to go back into the office and stuff who have got so used to being at home because I know that I can just stay at home and not have to meet real <laughs> people. <laughs> Do you have a favourite project that you've worked on since you've become freelance? Are you able to say as well? Because obviously some of the stuff yeah, is you. There's some that like, I can't speak about because they haven't come out. But it's mainly like in general... So if you get like a full like branding project where you do all the branding for them, but then you can also carry on working with them and like make stuff for them. Like there's a guy called Morgan who on Instagram is more prime. So a lot of the stuff I do because of my background coming from JD and then into size and stuff is all like very footwear and trainer based. Um, 
So I did like all his branding, but then I get to work with him like on a weekly basis, just basically making like posters for shoes. But it'll just give me like picture of a shoe on a white background and be like, mate, come up with something for this. So it's, it's just fun stuff like that, where it almost doesn't feel like work and you question why you're being paid for it because it is fun. The um, stuff you do for More Prime is some of my favourite design stuff. Like oh, the amount, the yeah. amount of that I've got like saved down and like, <laughs> I love this. I guess um, it comes across so because, like you say, you don't feel that it's your job to produce that, so it's just coming naturally and you're enjoying doing it. Yeah, it's really nice because, like, obviously that that's a part of it being that sort of style of stuff being. Um, favorite projects because if you've done the branding and you've set like the brand guidelines it is going to be something you're into because you've done it so so then carry it on down the line it's almost your taste and style mixed with theirs so it doesn't feel like you're being forced to do anything you're being like boxed in and like joining onto their brand sort of thing um but yeah i mean anything like creating like a campaign for trainers and stuff i really enjoy like i'm not i'm not even massively into trainers i wear like the same battered new balance like every day um but yeah it's stuff like that's great oh god the amount of shoes you've made me want just by doing posters and every time i look into these shoes i'm like i can't afford that Oh, yeah, some of the shoes you do are insane. Like you could buy, you could buy a Mark Three for some of the shoes that like are like made. I mean, you could buy a Mark Three for the price of a pair of Vans, so a pair of Crocs. Yeah, <laughs> but like those uh, Air Max Para ones. I think yeah. I messaged you about them when you when <laughs> you shared it. I was like, they are some of my favourite shoes now. I'm never going to own them because they're about 1500 quid for a set. I've got mates who have got like stockpiles of shoes that are like dead stock and sold out instantly. Like I've got one mate, he's going to use his shoe collection as a deposit on a house. He's got like that many and they're that expensive. Like they've just become a trading like unit on their own. It's like Bitcoin, but like shoes that is insane. Yeah. It, that's part of this beauty of it to a degree isn't it is some people own it just to make profit yeah yeah right we're going to stop looking at shoes because it costs me money you just stick to your slip-on vans i'm gonna have to buy some slip-on vans now aren't i they're good you should you got any more questions or When will you get a new car? You've had your current superb for at least a week. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm not getting a new car. The superb's great. It's it's big. It's fast, and I can do lots of stuff to it. So it's it's staying. Are you planning on replacing the Mark One with something when you sell that? I mean, that's that's the goal. I need to find a. um, So my house now is on a terrace road. So there's not enough room for my car, my girlfriend's car and a third car with everyone else parking there. But there is like lockup garages nearby, which I've been like eyeing up. But yeah, I'm going to be good for the Mark 1 to go. Like that that was an accidental me getting that car, which was obviously lovely. And I've owned it for longer than I should now. <laughs> um, it was my fiance's, it's my fiance's dad's 
who bought it. It's like so clean. It's like got 75k miles on it. It's completely stock. Like it's got a brand new like it's a cabby, so it's got a, a brand new roof on it. Like it's just such good condition. But like he was basically like, you can have this, drive it for a little bit. When you sell it, put that money towards the wedding. But then obviously lockdown happened, so I've owned the car now for like probably like <laughs> two years. <laughs> it was meant to like go like in the spring of like a year and a half ago or whatever. But yeah, that's uh that's been on hold for a while. Now the MOTs run out, so I need to pass that, give it a clean up, and if anyone wants a Mark One Red Golf cabby, is it a tornado? It's gonna flash? be going. It's a GL. It's a one point six. So it's. I, I'm sure it's tornado red, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Get in touch with Matt. He'll sell it to you cheap, enough to fund the wedding. Yeah, enough to fund a wedding. Can that, mate? Yeah, you need to look into the price of a wedding. Tom knows how much. You've been, you put the word wedding at the front of anything, and two zeros appear at the end. It's amazing how it happens. Like, it's the same with like babies as well. Just get a dog. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, like weddings. I don't. I still don't know how we managed to get married so cheap. Right, our wedding cost near eight grand or something, but that is so cheap for a wedding. That's that's amazing for a wedding. And that was us doing like everything ourselves, like flowers. But it was everything you wanted as well, wasn't it? It was. I mean, it was a piss up in a barn. It was great. Well, ours is in a barn. Barns are the way forward. Yeah, Charlie. If you don't get married in a barn, then something wrong, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thanks very much for coming on and yeah, chatting shit with us for a couple of hours. My pleasure. It's been nice. Be nice to, uh, nice to see you in person one day. That would be incredible, rather than just floating heads on a screen. Well, yeah, it won't be long. When's Broke Boys will be June. the first one, yeah. Broke Boys. Soon, soon, soon. soon. My, my calendar hung up here. Yeah, Broke Boys, 27th. If you, I mean, if you came to Culture Shock, then it'd be three weeks earlier, but... Yeah, no, that's... Even though I'm driving like the same distance it'd take you to get to Broke Boys... You won't do the same the other way, but you know. It's in Newcastle, though. I mean, I could say that about Broke Boys going down, going. Yeah, but driving to Broke Boys for you is like two and a bit hours down here. Driving to Culture Shock is like four and a bit hours for us. It's only two more. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll find something at Tatton. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, mate, Tatton. Tatton's great. Yeah. Can you go in your Audi? You had me at Auto Jumble, so. Have loads of parts in the back of it. Yeah, Audi yeah, we'll huge as well. You'd love it. We'll put the seats down in the back of the Audi and fill it up with parts that we didn't need. That we don't need, nor. Yeah, nice. There's always a Hot Wheels stand there, which is literally just like. It's just an old bloke sitting on a chair, and then on the floor is just a carpet of like three layers deep of like Hot Wheels cars. And they're all like a quid. And he's like, just pick through and pick whatever you want. So like last year, I spent about 45 minutes looking for an LS400 and couldn't find one. But found like an E36. There was my girlfriend's cream Fiat 500 was in there. There was, there was, yeah, mate, it's, it's like heaven for hot wheels. All right, you need to 
hit us yeah, up with some dates for this to, and yeah, we'll be yeah. there we'll, yeah. we'll, <laughs> we'll go spend ridiculous amounts of money that we didn't need to spend <laughs> we'll take the lot <laughs> and yeah. the carpet anyway <laughs> let's wrap it up thanks for listening thank you for yeah listening good night good morning good evening well, goodbye bye, bye. Oh, 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 oh